and put children to school. So, um, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This meeting is now called to order in line with the Bureau of Civil Rights' long-standing policy of open government and in compliance with the Open Public Meetings Act. I wish to advise you that adequate notice of this regularly scheduled meeting was sent to the Asbury Park Press and other local newspapers on January 10, 2023. In the instance, the date, time, and location of this meeting was provided in the notice. This meeting is open to the public. Roll call. Councilman Ryder. Beaver here. Councilman Booker. Councilman Catalina. Councilman Gordon. Councilman Gordon. Here. Councilman Lanier. Present. And Mayor Kelly, as I said, he's running a little bit late. <coughs> Open this up for uh, any remarks from the audience. And here or on screen, let's make a comment or ask a question. And here I am. Bonfire is for discussion. First one is capital projects update. I'll go through it uh, for council. Uh, First thing, we, everyone uh, obviously is aware that our uh, <coughs> transportation trust fund repaving projects been completed. There's a couple of punch list items left for the contractor to complete, but it looks pretty good. Uh, I'm not quite sure if there's any problems with it. Uh, Dave and, and Rob have not brought to my attention. There's just some punch list items that have to be completed by the contractor, Fury Contracting. So it looks good. Um, we're, we're going to talk about uh, the this year's I don't know, 2024 uh, state transportation trust fund programming in a, in a few minutes. But uh, uh, for the next year's streets to repave, so we'll talk about that, and then Greg will give us an update on that <clears throat> as it relates to the five-year capital plan. In front of you is what I. My notes indicate it. We talked about a couple of weeks ago in uh, in a meeting that we had about what our future projects, capital projects, would be. Um, so it indicates what projects we spoke about, what the amount tentatively is, where the funding source comes from, uh, and what year they may or may not take place. For example, let's we could start with the. Uh, uh, 2022 roadway re repaving uh, that's going to happen uh, later this year um, it is uh, three streets I believe <coughs> and uh, the reason it's $35,000 is because the transportation trust fund grant was a little bit less than what Greg anticipates the cost for so it'll cost the borough $35,000 which we will uh, bond and uh, do our, our roadways uh, this year. May I ask what three streets they are? Island View. Island View. Embury? No. No, not so. Is it Embury? Southern End. No, Embury uh, was just done. Oh, okay. Longview, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, it's that, that team. Okay. Oh, yeah. And, and, and River Street. That'll be done with that. That was, that was, well, River Street was repaved in 2018 as part of the bulkhead project and New Jersey American Water uh, when they put a new line across the river. So it's 
five years old. Uh, usually our streets are 20 to 30 years before we repave them. So River Street is a relatively new street in terms of uh, street years. Um, I'm not quite sure where everybody's uh, coming across about why isn't River Street being repaved. It, it was done in 2018. Okay. Um, but I'd like council to, it, it will go through them really quickly because, it, but to the right, 2023 to 2007 is me. You folks may want to reprioritize those, put them in different years, uh, or eliminate them at all. But some of these, when it just says bond, <coughs> of, it, it, it's not funded. So we will have to fund that should you desire to do it. This is a projection, a look forward uh, of, of what our needs are. Uh, most of them are sanitary sewer, storm sewer, and other related projects. For example, um, <clears throat> the DPW building, number four down, um, it's something we've been talking about for a long time. Uh, it's something we all believe is necessary because pretty soon all of our stuff's in the elements. When the uh, Haven project uh, begins, we're, we're odd man out. We're, they're going to start demolishing the buildings first. So we all believe it's important. Um, Greg, uh, uh, Dave, Rob, and, and the whole staff has been looking at a potential location on River Street at our current uh, lot that we have. Uh, for, a, for a nice looking building. Uh, we have to decide that. Um, we have to decide whether we're going to put it there. I know Jack and John have looked for some space up north in the Sandy Hook area because with this alone, I don't even know if it's sufficient to house everything we need. I mean, we have, we have uh, you know, the Blue Monster down there and other things, uh, the loader. Uh, Signboards for the police. Light towers, you name it. Yeah. Um, we, we we really need to get things undercover, um, but there's no bond in place. Uh, we imagine it's going to be in, in this year if we decide to move forward. Engineering and permitting, we need CAFR approval. Uh, we need uh, some help from JCPNL to identify their their areas, and then we anticipate about a four hundred thousand dollar building uh, of some sort, wood, metal, whatever. We haven't even gone there yet. Uh, so when you see bond and no bond number after it, um, that, means, uh, that means we need the funding if, if we want to move ahead. So all of these are, are, are moving forward, um, at least in our minds. We have uh, uh, the GIS mapping, you see it has a grant. We have funding for that. Um, the bulkhead has been a, the bulkhead engineering for the downtown area is something we've been talking about. Uh, Irwin spearheaded that effort. Uh, so we have, uh, you know, hopefully plans for the, uh, the engineering uh, in 2023 getting started. And then in 24, finishing the engineering and determining the way to move forward with the ultimate financing of the project, whether it's through uh, grant money, which is, which we're hopeful or uh, private money, uh, assessments, or any other funding mechanism we come, come up with. Uh, snow shields, for example, that we have here is for, for the uh, municipal building. Uh, they were eliminated from the budget. I'm not quite sure how or why, but they, they weren't included in the final 
uh, final uh, bid, uh, and we anticipate they're about $8,000 because we did have snow fall off two years ago and trash the glass in front of the building. It's uh, this year or last year we had no snow, which was great. Both buildings need that? No, we have it here okay. on this building. We do not have it on the municipal building. Okay. And most of the cost is just getting up there. I mean, the, John brought forward some good ideas. They're, they're basically just uh, with a set screw, they just go on the seam of the, you know, this, the seam of the metal roof. But it's getting up there and it's mostly labor. Guys with a ladder could do that. All right, does everyone have a ladder that big? He does. I can do it. <laughs> now, it has to be on a, you know, one of those things. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> So, uh, Snow Shield Cemetery downtown relining, uh, uh, that is on the side streets. If you, uh, I'm sorry I'm jumping around, but on number three was the downtown Ocean Avenue relining that we have uh, money from the American Rescue money to do that. We feel it's necessary to do sooner than later because eventually they're going to repave Ocean Avenue. And we won't be, the state has been talking about it for a couple of years. But the other are the side streets, uh, the sanitary sewer downtown relining that side streets. We have no funding for that at this point, but it's certainly necessary. Uh, stormwater pump station generators. We're talking about the sewer project, uh, the bulkhead project, where we're going to place a barrier to protect our downtown. But if it's flooded, we don't have, and the power goes out, we really don't have a mechanism to get rid of it if we lose power. Uh, none of our the three pump stations that we currently have have a backup generator. It's not funded. It's a worthy project. It's something for council and the mayor to consider. We have to figure out when that goes in. So I, uh, Greg came up with about four hundred thousand dollars a year for backup generators for the three pump stations, uh, and these are in order of importance. I think you indicated. But why Beach first, center second, and Osborne third? I think we're trying to key on the inside of the bathtub, assuming we get the bulkhead coming out. So we want snakes in four streets, that's the difference. Uh, the, the new pump station that we'll talk about as it relates to the contribution from the Haven will come with a, pump, with a backup generator. Um, so these three are important, um, so I place them in that order on Greg's, uh, on Greg's recommendation. Um, bathroom uh, at the uh, uh, Old Barrow Hall uh, on the outside. Uh, Brian's been talking about it. Greg's looked at it. John, you know, is, is part of this. I, we've always talked about, well, we have bathrooms in the building. Why don't we open it up? and let them use it. Well, those bathrooms are probably, it's a different clientele, I have to say it. Uh, coming into, it's the same thing with the bathrooms in this building, uh, coming off the beach, sand and everything. Uh, the other bathrooms in the building, if we open them up, one is security in that building, and two is uh, how long they would last in their current condition. We're, if we talk about bathrooms in, uh, in the old borough hall outside, they're going to be heavy duty. They're going to be masonry, masonry, uh, epoxy, and 
epoxy, uh, a hose to hose them out, um, a little more durable uh, if, we want, if we want some down there. Um, the the Rumson Seabright uh, sanitary sewer relining, uh, Rumson did the first half of it. We contributed to that, but we still need from, uh, how far did that go? Down to Embry. And we need from Embry? It's about 500 feet. I 500 feet of relining. Um, this would be the, the total construction cost of which Rumson would pay half. Um, the downtown check valves, uh, we've got our arms around it. Uh, Dave has hired a new contractor to complete those and to reevaluate the current ones that we have. Uh, the money is in place when you see ordinance number. Uh, Mike gave us the ordinance number where we do have funding for that. Uh, the North Beach check valves, um, Greg is re-engaged in that. We had a problem with it over this past month with it uh, flooding North Beach uh, in the 600 block. It was impassable at certain times. The DOT was called in. Uh, Brett got them over here. They pumped the street clean, and then they jetted the, uh, the, the, the one uh, storm sewer up there, and it opened up, but it further, it further you know, uh, puts a light on we need the check valves up there. Uh, and we have to have the state DOT extend the pipe because that's why Stockton was filled with sand, as I'm told. Um, middle pump station is one that needs a little work. We have a, a funding in Ordinance 1014, uh, and uh, Public Works is working on that. The soffit and painting at the new municipal building is the rusting girders that you see protruding in the north side and south side. Um, we do have some funding, I don't know the ordinance number, but we do have some funding available for that to sand them and paint them with some sort of epoxy and repair the soffit. Um, and Chris, we'll have to get rid of Chris's birds that are in her ceiling over there, but uh, the soffit needs to be repaired in some way that birds don't get in there anymore. They're and that soffit, could, part of it already blew off. I mean, it could be a deadly weapon. It goes flying through the air. True. Uh, public access stairs, uh, those are just, uh, I put 12,000 a year. We did one set of stairs last year, one of our public. We, we repaired them and then sealed them and painted them. Uh, we have some 13 or 14 public accesses. Um, I just put in one a year to, that we need to start thinking about to uh, make sure they're they're good for, for years. Uh, lifeguard stands, we've been talking about them. Sam has been talking about them. We tried to bid them out last year. There was no successful bidder. No one bidded on them for a uh, updated, more, uh, uh, more useful lifeguard stand. Uh, we're thinking about uh, going out and just building them, having them built uh, in, a, in a way that are elevated. Um, I don't know how much they're costing. I just put $50,000. We have three of them. We have two out here and we have one at Anchorage. Uh, we don't have the funding in place for those. And uh, I know Jack and I spoke about them the other day. If you have anything to add, Jack, do we, you know, are they, uh, uh, are they necessary to do that or not? I think that's up to you folks. Mm -hmm. 
Do we have a the California option? Do we have at least a design from them? Or Theirs was fiberglass and on galvanized <coughs> steel. Um, it was different than the, the ones that we're typically looking at, which are the Florida example, I'll call it that. They're just elevated, they're higher, they're on skids or skis, whatever you call them, so you can pull them back, but they're wood. They're you know pressure-treated lumber. Uh, there's an enclosure to get people, uh, the lifeguards, out of the elements if it's raining when we still have the beaches open. Um, but they're uh, they're wood in, in you know in in nature. Um, is, is anybody leading a search for alternative designs just so we can decide what it's going to look like? Uh, Don is. Don is okay. Uh, Don has been asking for a set of uh, plans from uh, a location, I think West Palm or something in in Florida, if they have it. If not, we can look at different designs. Have uh, Greg or someone like Greg just put a set of specs together, yeah, and then we can use them forever. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Like to me, you take this summer and you create the business case. You figure out like what are the numbers, what's driving the need, like what size do you need, how many people are going to be there, and build to kind of spot them and justifies it, right? Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, as long as somebody's leading this, yeah. it's not just the public. <laughs> well. Don's in charge of the project, so he's been looking at it. I don't know, leading, he's, uh, you know, we've exchanged designs and things of that nature. Um, I'll get you some pictures. Uh, I'll ask Chris to, to put them in the package of uh, some designs we've looked at and see if they're sufficient. And uh, it, it's a little different in, in the East Coast than it is you know, the Northeast than it is in, in Florida. Our tides are a little higher. We have to move them every day. We'd have to move them. Um, well, they're seasonal. I mean, well, no, these would be permanent or no? We would still be seasonal. Right? They'd be yeah. seasonal, but the, the tides are much more. Large. Yes. Yeah. I, th I think that this recommendation is a good one. As long as somebody's leading it and brings back. So here's what we found. Here's the summary. Here's what we recommend. And we decide. Yes. And the, the, uh, the ones we've looked at are, uh, are, are, are basically a Florida model. So, so they're wood, they're on skis, you would drag them back to the, close to the bulkhead or back further the, the, from the rack line mm -hmm. and, uh, and we, we would determine what we want. Uh, Beach Street uh, stormwater valve, the funding is in place for that and we'll move forward this year. Um, the north uh, pump station repairs and a new, new sized pump are, is not funded at this point, but it is certainly necessary. Um, the, the repairs are absolutely necessary. The engineering, we've had a lot of development in North Beach over the last uh, you know, five or 10 years. So I guess Dave, you're concerned about the size of the pump. Yeah, because I won't be able to keep up with the flow at some point. I'm just taking a head on that. Yeah, I mean, uh, we, we don't have the hotel, the help to hotel in, you know, uh, online yet. We've had a lot of new development, a lot of subdivisions up north, oh, yeah. and a lot of new homes. They'll go from a, a, a three-bedroom home to a five-bedroom uh, large, you know, large structure. Joe, without getting into the details here, do we understand the reserve capacity? Because if we're right at the edge, you might send the hotel from online. We don't want to be in a position that 
next Wednesday we've got a problem. Well, that's what the $10,000 is in there for next year so that Greg uh, can, can do the study and determine what our flow capacity is up there. Do you guys feel we have some additional capacity? I haven't looked at it at all. I'm not familiar with the pump out Dave, you know the flows. Do we have any additional capacity? We have some, but we're getting to the point where we're, you know, we have to do an upgrade for the size of the pumps to be able to, you know, handle the flow going through there. So like that's you said, they didn't even open up that ocean block yet, too. There's going to be a lot of flow coming out of that. So we put in the money to, to determine that. Um, unfunded. Uh, fire truck replacement and retrofit. Uh, Chad's here. I have 1.5 million in there for repairing of the engine of the pump and a new uh, aerial ladder. Um, again, unfunded, but we, we, you know, Chad has come forward and talked about it. The, the needs here. And if you want to just uh, give us a 30-second one, you know, Mike put in $60,000 this year to do some band-aids on the current pump. Correct. Um, so, so the engine that we're talking about is 20 years old this year. Um, and it's nothing more than, than the apparatus. It, it, it's getting tired. Uh, usual lifespan for, for fire trucks, 15 years. Um, it, it's at the decision of you guys if you want to replace it or not. I keep putting band-aids on, on, on this truck for as long as you guys want me to. Um, the ladder, maybe not. The ladder's the issue, because the ladder is, is manufactured by American France, which went bankrupt in 2012. Um, the problem with the ladder truck is anytime something breaks, uh, it's got to be custom fabricated or repairs. Um, and I ran the numbers when I was preparing this year's uh, budget, we're over, since 2013, we're well over $300,000 in repairs on, on that truck in, in 10 years. Um, it's just every year that the price to repair that specific truck keeps increasing. So, like I said, I'll keep putting band-aids on stuff for as long as you guys want to do it. So I put in uh, $1.1 million for that. I don't know if that's the right number for that. Today, that's the right number, sure. And then the other 500000 that I have in there is uh, for either a replacement, which probably isn't enough for a pumper anymore. Right. They're, they're big ticket items for sure. But uh, eventually that, that scales in the tip. That was just something you guys So these are placeholders. That, that is for a special meeting for, for fire. But it's a need. It's a need we have now and we're going to have. Um, and the, the last item I have from our meeting, and there might be others that I, I missed, my notes are all over the place, but uh, the stormwater pump station, the new one, as it relates to the Haven project, um, as you know, Denholtz uh, organization has pledged $875,000 for the building of a new pump station. Uh, uh, Greg thinks it's high uh, to put in 600 additional thousand from our end, but we have to look at it. And, and there's going to be engineering that, that's going to have to take place, and uh, the location would be River Street, and uh, that's just a placeholder. It's unfunded at this point. So the 500 is on top of the 875. Mm -hmm. And again, Greg thinks that's high. We had an estimate uh, three or four years ago of one million dollars for a new pump station, uh, and uh, Greg thought that that is probably around the number. 
but you know, he no one's looked at it yet. No one's uh, really put pencil to paper. Joe, the final documentation did not have a percentage of the final cost. It was A75 is what they're going to give us, which is what we want, right? Yes, they're going to give us 875 upon the issuance of a building permit. So if it costs 875, it costs us nothing. And we're going to try and get the number down from the 1.5 million that we were kicking around in the meetings. And the lower we can get it, the right size is for what we need. Hopefully, the number is much smaller. I'm hoping. And great thinks it is, but. And this isn't funded, so it's just a placeholder on this piece of paper. So we have to get closer to that. Um, so these were the things that we talked about in the five-year capital. Uh, take them home, move them around. I mean, they're, they're interchangeable. Uh, the ones that have, like the soffit and painting on the second page, it has ordinance number. We have an ordinance to pay for that. I don't know the number, Mike was away. But if it says bond, it's not funded. If it says ordinance number and has a number, it's funded. And if it says ordinance number, I believe the funding's in place for that. Okay, Joe, I've got a couple comments. First of all, excellent summary, thank you. Um, first question is, if I look at 2023 only, and I know these are multi-year projects, it comes up to about $650,000. Um, there's always tough decisions that have to be made, but have we in any way envisioned with Mike Baskin what we think is actually affordable this year versus the 650 that's in the 2023 column? We, we have, and we, we, uh, Mike, has, Mike has put numbers to, to most of these. He wasn't available uh, last week. I, I haven't tried him this week, but um, most of these we have funding. Okay, so we, we're not looking at very difficult decisions and tough cuts at this point. No. And we want to make sure we agree with this prioritization. Correct. If that's the case, I'd also ask to look at North Pump Station Repairs and Pump, the 10K engineering, to see if that should go into this year. That seems like a... Well, I don't have the funding. Okay. So, so if we want to move it up, it, it is necessary. That's what I'd like you guys to that's help. That's a question if there's a... You know, yeah, I did not walk away from the conversation at the North Station Pump capacity comfortable. Yeah. It's not my area. I would dig into that personally. Yeah. And I think if we have a capacity limitation with the amount of building and the hotel coming online, the sooner we understand the capacity and what we're going to do, the better. So if it is affordable, I agree with that comment. Is it 10K for plumbing or for the roof study and floor? Thank you. There was just a study. Just a study. I can tell you, just in pump station, when you look at capacity, pump station is designed so the pumps only go on off four times or less per hour. So you have reserve capacity because you're pumping around 24 hours a day. The only negative to it is 24 hours a day would be fine. It's when you start two times or maybe eight times an hour, it wears out fast. Okay. So that's really what we're going to look at is just to see. Will it run the pumps much faster and wear them out sooner so that you know, the failure Okay, so did you, let me just make sure I have this. Did you just say that we put a limitation of four times a day on it and it has capacity of more than that? Well, the system is designed for, the pumps are designed four times an hour to start. Four times an hour. So that way it will last 20 years. Yeah. So the more you start them, the less. So when you get into summer mode, they may be starting eight okay. times. I, I feel a lot better based on that explanation. You, so you have reserve capacity, it's just that you want to get comfortable because if you're running those pumps and it's not, a, if you run it constant, it's actually better because you need to start it. Yes. Yeah, that, that, that's helpful because I had the impression from what was said, and yeah. I didn't go into detail, that we were running at capacity. Yeah. What you're talking about is increasing the runtime and reducing the length of life. Well, you, yeah, you're really increasing the number of starts. Yeah, that's, that's less yeah. of a concern. Okay. 
Well, it depends on the age of the pumps. I mean, I that's why I say I'm not familiar with the pumps are five years old. I'm not concerned about it at all. If the pumps are 15 years old, I'm a little concerned about it because you only have five or seven years left in that pump. And if you're starting eight times an hour all of a sudden, it's going to wear them out in a couple of years. Okay. And we don't want to be stuck where the pump is in failure mode. Can we figure out how old the pumps are? I think I said I've been has to be going into the Yeah, they're, they're up there. I mean, the last time we replaced it, it was probably one of them. It's like at least 12 years ago. Yeah, it wasn't even older. So the, the realized factor, my concern is, is that when we get to the Northeast storms, those pumps will run and run and run and still be over the normal start. So they, they may run 12 hours a day. There's a lot more to it you know, when you get that kind of flow. So do we move, you know, you folks decide whether we move up the engineering this year or I just put it for next year. I know at this meeting the intent is not to make that final yeah. determination. Correct. Educate us so we can make comments. Exactly. And okay. we'll put this back on a month from now. I mean, overall, to me, this looks like it reflects the conversations we had. And the best thing is to hear is somewhere within range of affordability. And our goal is to get more funding externally if we possibly can to reduce some of these things as much as possible. So that was point number one. Point number two, on this bulkhead thing, I just want to spend a minute on this. I know we don't have a full quorum here. But we're probably heading towards our seventh meeting on this subject next Wednesday. Right? We'll put a lot of effort into this thing. And in my mind, there's a couple things we've got to keep in mind. First of all, we're going to try and drive as much of the cost of this, both the engineering and the bulkheading itself, to external grant sources. So as little of it has to get paid for by the town or its residents as possible. And we've started that process with submissions of grants, which are going through the process. And you're going to try and set up some meetings with Cologne, hopefully, that we can do that, and then get a couple of New Jersey senators go down and knock on the door in D.C. and hopefully get some funding for this thing. The good news is we're on the list. Good. So, so the initial estimate, the Avakian estimate is $422,000 for the engineering. I'm sure we can do better than that, right, when we can sit down and talk about it. Um, but the approach that we want to take there is we want first-year initial funding only to do enough work to get the details necessary to be in a better position when we engage with grant people to be able to explain with detail, here's the specifications, here's our approach, so we're shovel ready as soon as there's money available to us. So the hope is spend a little bit of our money up front to get momentum to spend somebody else's money later on in the track. Right? That's our goal. Yeah, the, the first year that we broke down is that you'll see the three years we broke it into. The first year, I think, in the initial study, it's going to be a little heavier because I have to do soils work, I have to do permitting. We want to talk to residents because I think that's our exposure to sitting down with any kind of grant or you know, applications or federal grants is you know, they want to make sure we're pretty much not shovel ready, but we don't want to go there and get a $4 million right. grant and find out we can't do it because of one of those three problems. Right. So we're going to talk about that next month at our meeting to get into that detail. The other thing I just want to comment on here is I'm very happy to see the fact that the check valves, which in my opinion are the first priority in this effort, right, because they're, they're in now, they're not operating correctly, we're going to try and fix them. But without check valves, bulkheads are worthless. That's number one. The second thing is, and in my mind, that's the one that gets fixed first based on our plan. The second one that affects the timeline of this is the Haven Project, which is going to start demise and bulkheading this year and next, which will be an advanced bulkheading we're going to be doing. So that's perfect because they're committed to do that. And then our goal is to dovetail into the end of that two years from now and complete the project, hopefully on somebody else's funds, but we're protected in the downtown to 85% of the storms that we're going to have in the future. So that's kind of where we're at on this thing. Check valves we hope will be done this month, right? Yeah, near near Memorial. Near Memorial. That's, that's a so yeah. 
Dave spoke to them, I spoke to them as well. They're, they're going to come out, reevaluate all of them, check them, and make sure we're yeah, right. the sales rep who sold us the valve is going to be there and insist that they be there to make sure. Because what I told them is, I said, these guys, me and you guys, think that the valves are defective. I said, you better get out here and figure out what's wrong with that. So that too. <laughs> okay, thank you, John. Yep. Uh, and this ought to stay on our plate, you know, it ought to, it, it ought to stay there uh, as a look forward in the future. I think one more item to add on to this, which I'd put in like the 20 and 27-ish sort of column would be parking. Because we are the beneficiaries of two lots that we don't own that provide a, an incredible amount of volume to the beach, and if something were to happen to the Mulheron lot, if something were to happen to the Kawaka, whatever that lot, I don't know what we call it, um, if they were to sell or build or whatever, then that's loss of parking, which means loss of beach revenue. So I don't know if we're anticipating that, planning for that, um, and if we have an alternative approach to what we want to do. Um, we don't, right. at this point. So I think that's an important one, perhaps, to put on this list. Yep whether it's looking at property to have, looking at making some sort of longer term, don't like evergreen agreements. <laughs> so um, just thinking through different scenarios there. Um, we've talked about some that have, have, uh, have gone away, really. Yes. A couple of- One on the, <laughs> we'll talk about later. Right, they, 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 they're going away. Yes. And will go away, if, go away. if not tomorrow, the next day. And if we don't solve it, then we just need to plan for the loss of funding that that will bring to the town. There are two, two directions, and one both could be fine. We just have to be prepared for it. I, I've noted, and we'll look at options, which are getting small. Yeah. several points. The bathroom you're talking about, is that going to go on the east end of the building? Yes, I think so, John. And is, can it be put in without extending the curb line out into the... Yeah, that's what we looked at. Greg right? looked at the whole thing. Will there still be a walkway in addition? Yeah. So well, they're not going to be large bathrooms. It's going to be single bathrooms. It's not going to go to the curb. No, I just want to make sure yeah. that for safety for the deaf people walking through there with the car. Yeah, we even have like a ramp, right? Oh, uh, yeah. To be perfectly honest, we have to have a, land, uh, a ramp because I'm hopeful we can go to community development block ramp yes. as a handicap access bathroom that's and get the funding for it. That's the only thing we qualify for. Correct. Okay. Is handicap access. Okay. So, uh, I mean, Heather has been looking at a, a handicap access rec facility. So we we, we have a couple projects that probably that I know qualify for it, whether we're funded or not, is something else. But yes, it would be handicap access to bathrooms. I hope we would do a comparison between increasing our uh, cleaning facility maintenance process on the existing bathroom and a foot hose at the bottom of the stairs as an alternative. We're working on that. If, if it costs us 10000 a year more to clean the bathrooms, which I don't think it would, and John has to add a hose at the bottom of the stairs, it may be a solution. It may be, yes. Uh, the bathroom, though, is not just for their feed. Obviously, it's to, to go to the bathroom. Yeah. But uh, We have a ramp going to the bathroom, but we're worried about sand. I clean the sand. The, 
you know, I think I think we're blessed here in Seabright. Uh, you're never too far from the bathroom, especially this building, when you're on one of our public beaches. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, in, 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 a, in a number of towns, you have to walk quite a while to go to a bathroom. Yeah. So it's a placeholder. It's not funded. It's uh, something that's on the, you know, the whiteboard here. And one other thing, on the lifeguard stands, I talked to uh, the, uh, the carpenter tell you. He said, if you get me the plans, I can put this together in a couple of weeks. So I just want to see if we can get somebody to do it this year. Um, oh, well, I don't have any plans, uh, but, and we were, we were thinking that, you know, it's, it's still going to be over our 17.5, I believe, no matter what, our bid limit. So we're going to have to bid it out. I think it is. Is the intent for this to be elevated with a roof to cover, or is it actually going to be enclosed in the sense that you go inside it? Uh, you go, there, there's, a, there's a room. Okay. And, and I got it. That's good enough. That changes the whole view of what it looks like in my mind. Versus an elevated chair with a roof over it. That's easy. If this is going to have a room you go into, that means glass, it means all kinds of other framing and stuff like that. So. Um, and, I'll, and I'll send it to uh, you now and everybody else in a minute. Just think Baywatch, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we have to just, we want to pay for something like that. Most of these places that have these very elaborate, they have uh, beach operations 12 months a year. In Florida and California. Yeah. They do. And, and, and there's considerations for that. The, the, the uh, an enclosed structure, you know, with, uh, they, they have a different type of, uh, of lifeguard there. Yeah. And I'm not saying they're better or worse. No. They're year-round, yeah, full salaried, full-time lifeguards. Yeah. And they're a little different than an 18-year-old lifeguard. That's why, to me, it's you take this year and you define what the need is. Like, what aren't you getting? What coverage don't you have? You know, what are the elements you're trying to fight or, you know, keep away so you can perform your job to its utmost? you know, duty, and then build, define what you need. And so maybe what they have in California and Florida are a bit much, and we need something specific. So let's define the need. Erwin, you should have it now. Out. Heather, you should have it now. Okay. Yeah. We can focus on that. And Chris, I'm sending them to you to print them. Well, there's some idea that, um, again, as you said, the lifeguards estimate, it's over full-time employees. And, um, I mean, we don't want any any of our our guards in a in a building playing with their cell phone instead of watching the war. The other final thing I don't know if you want to add it directly to this, but keep in mind is beach renourishment, and uh, certainly over the next five years, I hope. That's a good good point, Jack. Because uh, that's a, I'm talking. Many hundreds of thousands is our share. Typically about 400, yeah. Four to six. Yeah. Um, and, and the state's getting antsy with us right now because you know the county has committed to paying a portion of the last replenishment while the state has been calling me every day saying, where's, where's the money? <laughs> and I've been telling them the where's county the and they, they said, we, don't have, we have to deal with you. Not with the county. Oh, I thought we didn't get ourselves. I know. Where is, where is it? It was that? the last one. This is for the last one. No, no. no. I don't see it. Oh, it's gone. I mean, I'm getting calls from uh, Tradewinds Lane that 
you know, we can't get our uh, we can't get our beach rake up there. We have to figure out what to do. Yeah. And Rob and David have been working on it. At least at low tide, there's something we have to be able to get it up there. It's a public beach, so uh, even though it's not guarded, it's a public beach. We have to figure out a way to get it up there. We're gonna need one tied to a jet ski. <laughs> we unfortunately we we may have to uh, truck in a little bit of sand so that we can get the rake up Just to get it there. In, in, in the problem area that, that they can't get by or they get stuck, I guess. A little bit both. Uh, the angle to try and get over there. The Should we be talking to Frank Malone or are um, we already talked? We've already talked and he's, he's, he's in our corner. It's, it's, uh, it's uh, Army Corps and uh, uh, you know the DEP. He's in our corner for funding. And work through his office? And who are senators? Well, it, it's really his office. It's really, it's, it's, it's. Yeah, it's I mean, realistically, right, the Army Corps signed up to a 50 year deal where every six years they're going to replenish. And the only time they do off cycle is if they have excess funds and no problem going on in Louisiana. <laughs> right? And how often does that happen? Right. Well, it's okay right now. <laughs> today? Yeah, today. All right, I'm, I spent a lot of time on that. Thank you. Let's maybe we'll keep it on the agenda uh, just for we don't have to say anything about it. But if somebody comes up with something else, we can just put it on the agenda under capital projects and keep our eye on it. This one, uh, just the average pump, the ramp, the ramp repairs is that just simple replacing huge surface boards, or is there major? Uh, There's some structural items that need to be fixed. It's not a major thing, but if they have to be fixed, it's still a little okay. And we have funding for that. Until the 
Friday uh, Memorial Day weekend. So we might try to get it open earlier, but technically the contract went from Friday Memorial Day to the Monday of Labor Day. But we all do try to get there a little bit earlier if there's anything in there. And me and Joe spoke about the school lot on River Street, which we're going to get that organized. We have the passes. We'll work that out. Send out some notes tomorrow. And that'll be in what I call employee only. Yes. Uh, it'll be for uh, lifeguards, uh, uh, any of our staff. That's correct. It's right across the street. Firefighters and their their people can park there. And there's a lot of us. There's a lot of employees. There's a lot of lifeguards. There's a lot of us when you look at the numbers and how we go. But, but we'd like to get them out of this parking lot and across the street. It's not like it's Church Street. It's across the street. and. Uh, you know that anyone that uh, you know, Chad has a lot of firefighters. Yeah. So before you move off of that, so this is good. So it's a done deal with taking the school lot. Basically, I'm going to talk to you in closed session one final time, as it relates to a contract negotiation item with them. But uh, they're 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 willing to to do it for us. Okay, so two, I guess two things. One thing is when we did the resident permit parking, we heard a little bit about town people, whether it's fire, police, employees, whatever it is, parking in resident spots, we want to try to avoid that to help the resident parking situation, which this will do. Brett and I talked about that. The other thing is we want to avoid having people park in a paid parking spot in town because it's revenue generation, which this will do. My basic question is, if this happens, how many spots will We do. How many spots will it hold? This school over here? School. I, I think probably about over 50, at least over 50 spots. Okay. I think it's about 50. It's tough to get to right now because of the darn construction yeah. over there. Okay, that's good. Not we're that we can't walk across the street. Also, with the construction the corner right here, we're going to try to work something with them because they can't have all those work vans all along the side there. I know they're working they're building their buildings. We'll try to figure something out for them to make easier for them too because they have to work. Um, I know Sweeper is still down. We've got a few calls about the street Sweeper, but we're just not enforcing it. I texted at Highlands uh, last night okay. after Dave and I spoke, and I haven't gotten an answer yet. But uh, Highlands Street Sweeper is is in is in the shop. Oh. So uh, I'm, I asked, like, when's it coming out of the shop? Uh, yeah. And I didn't get an answer. We, we usually schedule people to come in earlier just to do sweeper tickets on that Tuesday and Thursday. Um, what else do we have? We have a firework meeting with the county OEM and the county prosecutor's office. I think it's next Wednesday, but it's a go-ahead. So Jack, I'll give you a note if you want to come again to that meeting. We have, this is a mandatory meeting for us. Uh, Sandy will be here. Everybody involved will be here. So if anybody has any interest in coming along, they should kind of see what's going on. And um, I'm going to let you guys go and have your meeting. I think it's, it's Wednesday at 2 o'clock here. <coughs> So we'll have basically the prosecutor's office and the county office of emergency manager. And then we're just going to give the emergency plan again, Jim and Chad, right? And go over everything. We know what we're doing, um, but just to shore up all the fences, we'll have one more because really it's next month. It's coming quick. Very good. Thank you. And we'll put a lot of it together with Mike Baskin for what's called celebration and this and that to pay everybody from the second line item. Joe, any possibility to get the OT to make a pass on Ocean Avenue? Yes. E even if they only do where there is no parking, you know, so that's the whole north 
uh, east side. Brett, Brett gave me a new contact, uh, the construction guy. For what? Just to get DOT to hit so this once before the war. Right when that whole thing flooded out, I will tell you, we had two of our officers that were working. They demanded DOT come down. We actually have a new guy up at the yard at Hazlitt who came down here with a whole crew of people. And they worked all night long, all day. They basically jetted that pipe out the got on the property. And they did everything. The guy is great. But he's not the boss. So he just came out and that's what he does. But he's a nice contact. But maybe we can call them and see if they, the DOT can hit Ocean Avenue once. They hit another spot up there, too. Another um, train up more. I mean, I mean a street sweeper. Oh, the street sweeper. Oh, the street sweeper. Yeah, we can call them. Yeah, because the north end, all the gravel and sand and stone are in the roadway, and it just ends up in a sewer or yeah. wherever. It'd be nice to get it cleaned up. Yeah, so all the work they just did is going to get full, so why not? Right. Bring us your proud. Right. They did a good job on cleaning that out. Yeah, it didn't flood. But from now until there one night, and you could barely get through the flooding was so bad. Yeah, the, the job that they did, even that next morning, me and Jim, it was bone dry, so they did a great job with that. Which is going to help Greg's argument with the DOT uh, to get those six, the DOT six backflow preventers from, uh, you know, in action, hopefully. Chad? Um, the month of April, we did that free alter service, which for, for an off-season month, it's pretty busy for us. I think that was the most calls we reported in any month of April since we've been keeping record. Uh, this past weekend, we did the water rescue training with Ocean Rescue at the bridge. Um, the beach paid for an instructor to, to come up Saturday and Sunday, and the, the two agencies put about 20 hours in training on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, it was great, um, and then we followed that up with, on Monday with a real-life scenario at that bridge, you know, we had a boat accident, uh, people coming out, lost power, ended up wedging between one of the copper dams and the uh, temporary bridge structure there. Um, so we were able to get our boat in there, get them turned around and get them out, but uh, that, that training was great. Uh, we have another one scheduled for mid-June, I think June 16th or June 17th, up at the bridge. Uh, but that, I mean, and Chief Freeman and I, we've talked about it, that, that bridge, it's no joke, it's nothing we've <coughs> ever seen, I mean, I grew up on this river. It's just very narrow, it's, it's just it's a so bad. There. Mm -hmm. If anybody get so up on top of the bridge and look down, you'll see how yeah. bad that could actually get up on. Um, so, like I said, we, we put that time in this weekend to, to train up there, and literally Monday, Monday afternoon, we've had the first incident, and I just, it's going to be a long summer at that bridge. Uh, hey Chad, just a question on that. Do we have the ability as a town to put any restrictions on how people go in that water as coast storage? Because there are people who use it, whether it's paddleboarding or swimming or whatever, that are at higher risk because of what you gentlemen just described. It's bad. We have no authority. To That's that. a coast guard <laughs> issue, and if it's a safety issue, we call the state police. But even last night, I was up on that bridge about nine o'clock, and there were kayakers in the pitch black going through it, fishing. And I don't even know, to even try to start getting people out, you'd have to have a full-time boat up there monitoring. And we yeah. just don't have that kind of resource. I don't think the county, maybe on the weekend, the county could help us out. But it, it just never, you, you never received a police phone at 6 o'clock in about 
Yeah, I mean, I know nothing about this subject, but if we have any authority whatsoever, even a, a, a missile warning or something that tells people you're putting life at risk if you get in the water in that location, I don't know if we want to explore it because I'd hate to be sitting here six months from now having had an incident and we did nothing. I'll be honest with you, I don't, I don't think your, your residents are seeing any issues. No. I think it's boating communities coming from the outside. Yeah. You're, you're going to get people coming from, from up north, Georgia, Staten on the boats that come visit places like Eventide that aren't familiar with what's going on here. They, they come up to the bridge, they get presented with the new situation at that bridge, and I hope they don't care. Would you recommend we look into this and consider something or not? Maybe have a discussion with, with the, the engineer up on the bridge and see if they have a good contact with the Coast Guard to yeah, better post that. It seems like you need to just get with the Coast Guard. Yeah. So they do put the notice to mariners out. They do. It's a navigation. They're going to be shutting the bridge down in September, actually blocking the whole thing off of the barge in certain days. So we could reach out to them, but I don't, at this point, it's coming those, those people, they're not looking at those no tips. No. Right. So, so the, the, the actual voters that listen to that aren't going to be the ones that are going to get in trouble. It, it's, it's your average layperson voter that just went and rented a little boat at the Oceanic Marine in Rumson and came around to, to do some fishing or, like I said, the, there's a lot of people on the water nowadays that it should be. Yeah. I, mean, I, I would think if you have a federal, state, or county funded project that puts the public at risk, they have specialists to deal with those kind of stuff. I did in my past at the federal level. And they have an obligation to provide some sort of something to reduce the risk because of the project ongoing for, for the public. And you guys know better than I do. All I'm saying is it worth looking into. I think it's an excellent suggestion maybe to talk to the construction company mm -hmm. or somebody to say, there is an increased risk level here. What do you recommend you slash we do about it? Oh, I would assume somebody on that bridge project has a direct contact with Coast Guard. Uh, Joe is more. We can get to Joe and tell them our concern. He's the county engineer that's responsible for the project. But all, all you're going to do is post, you're going to post signs. You're going to post maybe that this span's closed, this span's closed. You're never going to change hydrology. Yeah, I get that. I get that. But when I hear the term meat grinding, I'm telling you. He's not exaggerating either. It's, so, we, like I said, we swam Saturday and Sunday. And in my opinion, we have some of the best lifeguards, you know, as a result of what, what Mike Munson did over the last couple of years. Our lifeguards are having issues swimming underneath that bridge. Yeah, so there is a risk. Just a suggestion there. At least put them, at least you, we've done something. And, and we did. We actually went out there a couple of months ago. We brought the entire police department out of the park, park just to walk the bridge, go down to the catwalks, go into the construction area, just in case something happens. We kind of know where we're at and what we're doing. The workers up there, they're good at rescuing. They can pull baskets up. They can pull people up. Everyone's got it going. It's just that boater is going to go through there. And it already happened. It already happened. I don't want it. So I have no interest in that other Just one follow-on thing here. No, so part of the, the, the one thing we did notice, and I remember when we originally installed the gate at the Anchorage Park, that there was concern, um, or the fence, I'm sorry, the fence there, was installing a gate at the two ladder points. Keep it locked. Um, so if we do have to make access to the river, that you don't have to hop it's over. a combo lock, you know, it's our regular town combo, or we can just, because, like I said, Watching the lifeguards jump over that gate yeah. or that fence 
all day Saturday, all day Sunday. It was just a recipe for someone to. We can. Uh, we're we're talking about Anchorage Park improvements, so I can include that. Yeah, that's not a big expense. Yeah. Just a simple swing gate. We'll keep the padlock on so so the public can get there just in case. We want to see. They were they were in the water swimming for an hour or so, and then they tried to take a little bit, and they had yeah. to climb up the ladder, which they could do, but then hopping over that fence. Good point. Gear on and everything else. We can handle that. Yeah. Um, moving past that, our, our seasonal uh, academy starts next weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, Sunday we'll be up at the uh, Burn Center doing the live fire show. Um, obviously, as you guys know, fair starts tonight. It's Charlie's thing. Stay away from it. Um, they had an issue with the ride company. Ride company backed out two weeks ago. They were able to replace it. Oh. I don't know what what the current ride companies providing. I guess I have to stay out of it, but I just know two weeks ago the guy canceled on it. So did you read it? The owner of the company's wife died, he he fell off the deep end and his son who was taking over the business didn't want to leave the state for I guess it faced out a long amount. Is what I'm told. We've had good weather. It's unfortunate. <laughs> unfortunate. unfortunate that we have a good ride Yeah, I um, I do have something real quick for executive. Uh, Long Branch is asking for a MOU, MOA about services. That'll bring up real quick on that. Take me about 30 minutes and then I'll be happy. So I can that. Thank you. Park. Okay, so I'm going to cover that. Um, for everybody at the table here, this is packed in your documentation that looks like this. Uh, if anybody wants a copy, I think you can have a look. This is a, uh, what I would describe as an interesting and potentially exciting opportunity at Anchorage Park. So I think everybody's aware of the fact that Anchorage Park is going through a major improvement project that's being done jointly by Ronald County Park System and Seabright Borough, both providing um, input to the, to the park design. The basic project was going to consist of four things. There was a new pavilion that was planned to be sitting on the existing paver pad. If you're familiar with it, there's a pad there that's 48 by 48, and it's got two aprons, one on the east side and one on the west side. In addition to that, we were looking at electric power for the park, primarily for the pavilion, and potentially for irrigation if we decide to put a well in there to water the plantings. Uh, the third item in there was an irrigation system for watering. Um, and the concept is if we go ahead and do that, we would like to look at the possibility of putting a well in there because the thought of watering that whole park with domestic drinking water is quite an expensive proposition. And lastly, plantings for beautification purposes. So uh, the team went out and got bids. The bids came back in <coughs> and they exceeded the budget uh, and represented the challenge. So the team is regrouping right now. And, and during that regrouping, uh, we, we got into a discussion about the potential of revisiting the pavilion design that's going to be proposed there. Uh, what was originally proposed was basically a 20 by 20 square pavilion, and that was it, kind of featureless, but that's what the original vision was. I will mention that the southern one-third of the park is going to be impacted by the old bridge removal. So Anchorage Park is going to go through a bit of a tear-up over the next year to two. Uh, as they Just as they're staging for the build of the new one, they're going to stage for the tear-down of the old one, so it will affect the southern part of Anchorage Park only. Um, so the concept here, and I've bounced it off a couple people already, is to consider modifying the pavilion design plan to resemble something that would look like a historic sea bike train station. 
And conceptually, the, the, the thought around this is to do it in a way that does not add any additional cost, but is a modification that could be accommodated within the existing overall design of the park. So a little bit of history. Uh, just I'll take a minute here for those that are interested. The original train station was here in town. It was built in 1871. Um, and amazingly, I've come to learn that during its peak, it had up to 84 trains a day going through Seabrook, which is pretty amazing. I would not have expected that for a small town like this. It operated until 1945, that train station. Um, and it actually sat exactly on the Anchorage Park location where the park was being built. So that makes it a bit historic. It was removed in 1950. And the reason it was removed because operation of the train was suspended. Cars had kind of taken over and the trains were fading away. And also, it made room for the new Rumson Bridge that was going to get built, which ironically is the one that's being taken down now. So if you think about the circle of life. There's no stuff, new things. What's that? There's no new things. Yeah, it's pretty ironic if you look at the history of this thing. Another interesting tidbit of information in 1899, uh, some of you may know this, there was a pretty tragic accident that happened at the site of the train station. And it took the life of three people, and it injured a baby in, in a stroller in a baby carriage named Juan Trick. I had known that name because I'm an aviation buff, but for those that have never heard that name before, Juan Tripp was a resident of Seabright, and he went on to become the founder of Pan American Airlines. He was their CEO, and he was also, I've read a little bit of the history, he was the guy that convinced Boeing to build the Boeing 747. The 707 was in production then, and he went to Boeing and said, I want to plane twice as big to hold twice as many people, and that became the 747 in the late 1960s. So the concept here is if we do a train station pavilion, um, we've had, had several meetings on this. Frank has been our focal point during the discussions. Joe's been involved, Frank's been involved, John was involved. We had uh, a number of meetings to talk about this. And the concept is if we develop something that looks like page two of your document, and it's just a conceptual drawing, um, it would be one have it sit on the existing pad that's sitting there right now, the paper pads are already in place. And they have uh, footings already in place to handle the main load of the pavilion or structure that would be there. Interestingly enough, Frank and the team have raised donations for the pavilion from people from Rumson because they want it to look nice when they look across the river. And the amount of dollars they've already collected actually cover the cost of the pavilion that's being proposed here. So it looks like it may not require for the purchase of the structure anyway. No additional funding. Frank is comfortable that we would not anticipate any additional CAFRA modifications because CAFRA permitting was required for the park. So the proposed modification would not result in a reissue of CAFRA permitting or a submission of it. Uh, and I've been doing some research that the structure that is notionally proposed on the next page could be derived from what is very, very standard kits that are readily available from. kits that are readily, readily available from a number of different vendors. And interestingly enough, these kits are designed to sustain 150 mile an hour wind and also heavy snow load. Not that we have much of the second one happening. Um, and, and those kits get delivered. Uh, I've looked at the pricing of them. You can see a little bit of that information later on in the park. And I think it looks overall like it is affordable within the overall budget that Frank has allocated for the pavilion. And we could either, from a construction perspective of these kits, which come turnkey, either bid it out for fabrication by somebody or look for a, a, you know, volunteer to build something like this. And I, I think there's a number of people in this room who would probably volunteer to build a structure like this. 
So Frank Lawrence has been in these meetings. He stated in these meetings that he believes the revised approach is achievable. He believes it's affordable. And he's in favor of bringing uh, you know, additional nostalgia and maybe a, a, a nice appearance to the Anchorage Park versus the standard pavilion that would be done there. So I'm going to jump to the next page. Um, this is just my artist's conception of what something like this may look like. And the reason I kind of shaped it to look like that is if you look at the next page, which is page three at the top, that actually is the innards of the train station. Um, there are pavilions that go to the left and right of it, but sort of the center of it has a very similar look and feel to standardized kits that can be procured to build something like what's on page two. Obviously on page two, there's some train station things that are highlighted to make it look like a train station. Um, there's, in the picture, notionally, you see train tracks painted onto the pavers. There's a lot of different ways you can do something like this. But so if you look at the pictures from the late 1800s, early 1900s, that is actually sitting right on Anchorage Park, what we're talking about here. So it gives you the interesting look and feel of something that may have existed uh, you know, 125, 130 years ago. If you flip to the next page, which is page four, this is just an example of a standard kit that you can get. I found no less than 20 companies that produce these. Mm -hmm. And these kind of things are so readily available. What I've been captured there is a vinyl version. They come in cedar, they come in pine, they come in all different things. But the view is if we do it down here at the beach, something in vinyl may wear better than something that was made out of wood. So if you notionally take that one there, which is 20 by 20, and you attach to it two 10 by 10s, and you hang a sign and a couple other things, you actually wind up with what's on the prior two pages earlier. Just some notional pricing that's available in these kind of things. The, kits that, the kit that you see there, down below you see quantity number one. Depending on the vendor you go with, the cost to the center section is somewhere between seventy dollars and $20,000 for the kit. It comes with everything you need. That includes delivery, all the nuts and bolts, and all the brackets and shingles and everything that comes with it. If you put on each side of that wing units that are 10 by 10s, they cost between six dollars and $8,000 each. It brings you a total estimated cost of that uh, train station pavilion on the order of twenty-nine dollars to $36,000 to purchase everything. That doesn't include labor. So far, we've raised $42,000 just in two donations that have been made, one in $27,000 and $15,000. And I'm confident that if we were to do something attractive, historic, and meaningful to the town, we could probably get more donations if we wanted to, because I know there are people who'd love to see something like this. And there's also the potential that when we do something like this, the Monmouth County Park System may in fact match some of that funding. So Frank's view is funding will not be an issue in doing this. It'll really come down to a desire and a will and support of the council to do it. If you flip to the last page in the pack, what you see in the light outlined pencil is the shape of the existing footprint that we're looking to go on. And what you see in the dark outline is the proposed structure outline that I had on page two. So it fits well within. Um, I, I think that the concept around this overall would be very attractive, it would be appealing to the town, it would actually be a draw. It would bring some historical significance to the exact location where this thing used to sit and um, it fits within the existing approach overall. So, I'm almost done here. I think, you know, the team, the team uh, is in favor of the idea. Brian and I discussed it very briefly before giving them all of these details. 
But in my mind, sort of the way forward, if we wanted to do something like this, which Frank, our lead, is very supportive of, is number one, gain mayor and council support conceptually. If there's anybody that has any significant concerns or reservations around doing something like this, it would be good to understand that. Assuming that's not the case, then what I would think is we get a small team together that refines the concept. They can do a much better job than I did in my sketch of what something could look like that would be affordable and attractive to the town. And then potentially reach out to some vendors. Again, there's many of them out there. Uh, a lot of them in the Amish country, right? We've got to watch because the Amish only bid on certain things certain ways. But literally, I, I, in 10 minutes, I could find 20 companies that do exactly these kind of prefabricated kits that are designed for the kind of environment which we want to operate. Uh, we do have to get engineering involved because we have to get confirmation that anything we do there is compliant with building codes. So we'll discuss the method by doing that. And then lastly, we have to verify adequate funding and determine our construction approach. Do we want to contract out for it and have somebody build it? Do we want to have volunteers do it from a kit? I think both of those are viable operations. My thought around the timing of this, since there is a question of raising and having adequate funds for all four elements of the park that I talked about earlier, and since a chunk of the park is going to get ripped up, nowhere near this pavilion. Maybe we move out and finalize our plan with this this year. We get it built, and then once the park, when it gets returned to its original state on the southern section, we finish the irrigation, the planting, and anything else that's necessary. So that's what I wanted to cover. I wanted to kind of get feedback on the view, any concerns, and if nobody has any major objections or issues to it, get concurrence to continue to move the ball forward. That's what I wanted to cover on the subject. Questions? Um. I think it's fun. Um, I would probably ask first, what is the intended use of the pavilion? Like for future thought, was there music? Was there like, what's the, the vision? I think that we, we talked a little bit about that at the meeting. Primary concept was family get-togethers. Yeah, like picnics. Yeah, that was the, probably the number one thing that people talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, family get-togethers, photographs for special occasions. We talked about the possibility of there being music in the park. Mm -hmm. We haven't had any of that yet, even though we have the papers there. But it was predominantly for people to enjoy the park, walk around, use it for their families, <coughs> photographs, and things of that nature. That's what we've covered so far. Yeah, because I wasn't sure if, if it was with music and that was like a, a plan, if acoustics or whatnot is like considered as a part of the structure. That would just be one piece. Okay. It was all what Erwin Ir Ir uh, talked about. Early on when we had the concept for the gazebo there, whatever you call it, pavilion, uh, it was for all of those things. Get out of the sun, if you're having craft fairs, uh, music of no, no big bands, yeah. but yeah. you know, small musical events. Uh, um, I, I'm sure when we do it, you're gonna have plenty of requests for weddings and things like that that mm -hmm. could go there and uh, get under the shelter a little bit and have a view of the river, but uh, it was all of the above. Mm -hmm. I'm sure the fish were using quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Some extra cleaning then. Yeah, I think the concept's nice, right? It's better than that. It's all open. All open. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is, it's just a gazebo to keep it open air. Exactly. And uh, yeah, I mean, my only concern you addressed already was, you know, since like the Lakers project, they're really strict with uses there, and they want to bring back the natural state of use of the existing pad. Absolutely. I can't see how they'd be have an issue. I don't know, I, we have to find out, Greg and I talked a little bit about it yesterday, about the CAFR aspect. I don't know if CAFR, if the CAFR approved the pavers were good, right? Because that was this, this fits within it. It does. Oh, but you didn't, was there a 
There was a, a pavilion approved by CAFRA that, you know, Frank thinks that would we need a new CAFRA approval or just a resubmission? It depends on how many it's bigger than the old footprint. It's going to be up to CAFRA. Well, if it's significantly bigger, they're going to make it permit. Well, but the pavers aren't any bigger. No, they're looking at the structure and the visual. Yeah, we can take a look. I mean, we did discuss that in the meeting, and, and, and if we have to look into that, we'll look into it, right? I mean, the proposed modification is relatively minor because the footprint of the main structure is exactly the same as the prior. The one that approved? Yeah. Oh, but Frank felt, based on and the wings that go on the side, the small ones, now that's bigger, yeah. right? So we can't close our eyes to the fact that there is some kind of change. And if there is a change that requires review with CAFRA, we'll do it. We'll try to argue that this is basically fits within the footprint of what was approved. Exactly. The papers. Yeah, that's because I know they, want to, they made sure that the back is as close to natural use as possible, the laborers requirements, so I'm sure it'll be fine. But yeah, but they look at two things. One's the visual, one's the overall coverage. So if the coverage is there, then it's just the visual, and if it's open air, you shouldn't have the problem. Yeah, yeah it's open air, just like the original one was, and the footprint is exactly the same. So you shouldn't have any problem. But I would send them the modification. Yeah. So they have the and I know that, I mean, there's potential for a lot of historic significance here because there was, a, I mean, this was quite an operation back in the late 1800s, early 1900s. And I, I would imagine there'll be people in this town, obviously, that weren't around, but they're interested in the history and can add to the richness of the history and stuff. Like well, that. I think that's where you can add components to it. Like if there is, you know, in park systems, they kind of have that little sign that yeah, talks about the history. So I think you could use that and, and maybe balance the amount of like making it feel like it's a retro train station, like the train tracks and the sign. Maybe there's one place where you talk about like the history yeah. of the track. Yeah. And if you did a sign, have it be the literal, you know, like the Seabright sign from this, this picture. You yeah. know, just keep it that way. And then you take all of the extra and kind of have it in the actual spec plaque signage of what this space is used for. I mean, I, I think people would really, and wherever we could put pictures. Yeah, you know? yeah, plaque was, I mean, kind of confused. I think, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Waiting. <laughs> Might as well say we have a train station. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We actually looked at a digital historical thing. There is a video on the internet of the train coming into Seabright Station. And if we could get rights to project that here. Yeah, well, I, was, I joke about it with Joe, but all the public access comments today and transportation, I bet they wish they had a train back. Yeah, right. You know, maybe no 1945 probably ran its course. Like, uh, yeah. Who needs trains anymore? And I was like, wait, that would be pretty nice. Let's fund the train. So I guess the question, Mayor and Council, is if, are we comfortable with the concept? Obviously, nothing gets done until we refine the plan a little bit more, but we continue to put some effort into it to advance it. Sounds good. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like the idea. Right now, it, Park feels more like a walkthrough. Yeah. So anything that can become a place where people want to come to visit and right. stay and do something and seeing picnic. I mean that spot. I mean you guys were there for two days hanging out and that's just beautiful. Like being there. It's just such an underutilized place that the more um, the more that we can build and I mean, grow if we, there. If we, I'm sure we can come up with a better version than this. But imagine, it's imagine that we have. No, I think you look online and it's like the fact that it's 
bringing back to life what the old station looks like is great. Yeah. I, think it's I mean, imagine, imagine on a nice summer night that you've got the sun going down over once and you've got the river mm -hmm. and you've got people wanting to have their pictures taken and you've got angry park parking right across the street yeah. that they can stop and enjoy it with their family. I think it will yeah. be an attraction for the town. I think my one question, which takes it into a larger conversation of that whole Shrewsbury Riverfront Park is given what we're looking to do with the national fitness campaign, the south side of that's gonna get ripped up, a little place we're looking to put potentially maybe a fitness court which requires grants. Do we need to package everything at once if we're talking to the county or is it better to do one at it, like if we need to talk to the county, um, the park system? Um, I think that's a separate idea. Okay, just do it each yeah, one at a time. That, I think so. Okay. That whole concept, that's just a question. and I think it's a great idea, you're talking about just south, I mean, that area, when it's done, is going to be a great potential area to do that, but that's a start from scratch kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas this is a, a done but slight modification. Yeah, we're modifying what's already approved. Yeah, I just wasn't sure if we were talking to the park system, knowing that we have more thoughts for the area, if it needs to be done at once, or if it's separate, that's cool too. The only thing that would coordinate would be CAFRA. On the other side of the bridge. Yeah. I mean, when we're visiting CAFRA, you know, one permit, we could put a couple things in. Yeah, I would go. Well, we, don't, we would have to come up with a design for that. We have it. We have a design for the spark. Well, we have the, well, the footprint. The fitness port. Yeah. No, no, not the, I'm, not talking, I'm talking about the park itself, not the equipment. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying that if it, it <clears throat> I'd have to, I'd have to, talk it through with Greg and show him what we're talking about to do that, but if we have to go for a permit modification, it may be better to include everything at once, just for the permit. But if we don't really need a modification, if they're gonna be okay, then I would say separate. separate. Okay. I just don't know the answer. Okay, Brian, you comfortable? Yep, okay. Okay, thank you. We are going to run, that's okay. You need yeah. to stay for a second? Erwin, no. I would just add like the little historical plaque piece. Oh, yeah. clerk and I went through this yesterday for to, to look at some of these fees for the community center rental and we we went back and forth over this it's not it's the reason we're talking about this uh, four years later because it's not to, to get every group and every situation here it, it is is not easy but the user fees we came up with for you guys to, to think about, we think we got closer to what is happening over there. And John, you're just seeing it for the first time too. But um, we thought for non-resident rentals and parties, $250 plus a security is reasonable. Are we talking about the rec center? Mm -hmm. yeah. Cecil Norton Community Center, whatever you want to call it. So what does that get you? That gets you in the door. <laughs> How many days? A week? A day? No, that's, that's a day. An hour? Yeah. That's a day. Okay. 
if you want to have a party. For like what, a three hour party? We uh, figure a four hour. Whatever you I mean, it wouldn't be all day. No, because you need setup and then yeah. party time and then breakdown. If, if a non-resident group wants to use it, we felt that $250 was reasonable. Uh, a a for-profit act, activity, and that's difficult to determine. We'll tell you why in a minute. But if you're running a basketball uh, tournament, $400 for the day, or $50 an hour, which we're currently charging for stuff like that, you're making money. You're, you're, you're taking money. And what does that mean, you're taking money? That means, does that mean... You're getting donations? Yeah, I mean, we have groups that say we don't charge, we just take donations. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. Of course everybody's going to donate five or ten bucks to, to do it. Is that a for-profit or not? So we run into those kind of things yeah, that, that you, you just don't... Most of the yoga and things like that is all operated like that. Mm -hmm. They say they do it for donations. There's almost nobody there. Well, the library is paying for yoga tai chi out of their budget, but then if we were to... There is another yoga group that yes, does, does takes it. donations. donations. <laughs> right, so there's a mixture. Yeah. So, so uh, we don't have to solve that today. We're just saying yeah. that that has to be defined. If there's an exchange of dollars, I think that's for profit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is it, there's entities that are not for profit or non-profit, and then there are everybody else, <laughs> you know? So, so, but for, for the, those that say they're going to make money on it or they're charging for it, we think $50 an hour or $400 a day is a, is a reasonable charge. That's I, up to you. I think that's right. Put the onus on them to convince us they're not for profit. Okay. Uh, Seabright resident private parties. We wanted to keep that simple. If, if they want to have a birthday party over there or, 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 or an event over there and there are residents, 50 bucks for the day or for the four hours. How does the cleanup everything work out, Joe? Yeah. Well, it, it, you know, it's uh, we have a security deposit. If you look down below, of two hundred dollar refundable security deposit, if they leave it in good shape, reasonably good shape. I mean, we're going to have to dump the trash cans and things like that. But if they're everything's in the trash can, and we feel like a Seabright resident want to catch a break. So whatever document these people sign, they'll say you're responsible for cleanup afterwards, and your deposit will be held until such time. Ten days. From a DPW standpoint, like cleaning out that room, like what, after a big party, like how much do you think it would? It wouldn't be that bad. It depends on how trash it is. Right. Well, if it's trash, we have the security. We have the security. Yeah. Other if than it, that, it shouldn't take long at all. So it'd be, it would cover, Two guys like the $50 fee would cover it. Yeah. It's not a long plan. I mean, right now, Councilman will do it, but they, they don't need much behind. The guys put out extra pails, and we had well, the cost counts and because, the blood drive. Because now you're having average people coming, yes. and we know people behave differently. So right now yeah, we don't have Rob doing that activity. Right. So sort of we're checking it, right? Then the paper towels are there and whatever. And yes. the bathrooms do need to be cleaned. I put some air fresheners Especially in there. Especially if you've got the kid parties yeah, involved. Yeah, I think you said a $50 fee. There's no $50 cleaning fee. If you leave it in a mesh, you don't get your $200. Correct. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, as I said, if they put everything in the trash can, we'll you. dump the trash can. Yeah. yeah. But they did it appropriately. Yeah. And we're good. I think 
Chris and I talked it through. I think we're okay with that. Mm -hmm. um, the next one for Seabright nonprofits, community organizations, HOAs, if they want to use the meeting room for their HOA meeting or something for a Seabright group, we feel no, no charge because they're not eating, they're not doing that. What if we were to turn that more into a gamer? <laughs> they want to have meetings in there. It well, is. The seniors it's getting there. there. Or would they have it here? Well, I'd like you to work on that because that foosball has to get out of my garage. I know. I, I know it's Kevin Bird's off. He would put a, uh, you know, like a retro arcade. That would be amazing. We do. That would be cool. You know, I think if we were, the vision would be to turn that into a game room, right? So. Maybe I mean, the, the, the people that use it now are really the seniors. Right. Yes. I mean, and a lot of condo associations. Condos association use it. Okay. So we felt no charge for them for that. They've yeah. been doing that. And if they, if you want to use the gym, we figure 50 bucks for the, because we, yeah. we're going to have to sit clean. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter how long they're in there, it's 50 bucks, or we go in there an hour or something. We, 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 we didn't put a time per on use. that. Hmm? I think it's per use. Yeah. It was. I mean, a condo meeting, how long is it? An hour or two hours? Just to get it yeah. up um, And again, you know, Chris and I talked about this. It, it, we got to get started. You and I have spoken about it. We got to get, if we have to change this every month, we'll change it every month if something comes up. Yeah, you're mostly right. It's like my video from like the last four years. Exactly. Just do it. Yeah, modify it. Joe, what about, where do we leave up in this building? This room. <laughs> <Or am> I? <laughs> Chris, and I, Chris and I tried that. There's a standoff. Uh, there is a standoff. <laughs> um, the, there's really not a big problem with it, but that's our problem, our dais, and drinks on it, uh, people abusing it, it. We can't. We can't move it. We we used to, we talked about that room is sufficient to house that. But with the electronics now, yeah, it's tough. we can't, we can't re reinvent it. It's wired all the way through. We've added microphones and everything else. It's difficult to move. If we want to, Chris and I spoke about having something kind of custom made, a, 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 a cover for it, you know, a heavy canvas or something that we could cover it so nobody could spill anything on it or anything, then you could open up this room. It's changed, you're absolutely right. At the beginning, that room, we made sure that the, those three pieces could fit in there. And we did it for a while, but one, it was starting to get beat up. It was hitting the corners, there was uh, paint all over it. It was getting beat up, yeah. and that was after, after year one. So let, let, let's be clear about this. I mean, if you, if you go to the other communities around this, they don't typically do it, but they don't have this view. Is our desire to actually do this? Do we feel pressure to do it, or do we feel like we'd rather not do it? Well, it was communicated. Well, there's, like, there's, no, there's no pressure. I think it was just our intent originally. We thought the you would have, a, a, the people could have a wedding on the beach come here for a cocktail hour and rent it out and make 500 bucks off it or, or so and cover the cost of that. There were other groups that we talked about early on. Uh, New Jersey Municipal Managers Association. We pay five or $600 for a brown bag lunch at the Hilton in New Brunswick. They would love to be here in yeah. the off season. Yeah, so they were part of our multi 
And a public works association duties, those kind of things. The, the managers are paying a lot of money to be up there. So the original intent was to do it. Yes. When we, when we conceived this. And now it's a matter of getting the conditions defined adequately to do it. And how to do it. That, that's the elephant in the room for us well, right now. The other, oh, there are two elephants. So one is that, and the other one is making sure that our schedule doesn't conflict with any of our borrowed needs. Like, Obviously, life cards are here almost half the year. Yeah, we would we would think from May fifteenth to September fifteenth. Yeah, you would not use this. Yeah, council meetings and planning board meetings. May fifteenth, we would not. The, the public. Yes, not rental. Yeah, from May fifteenth to when? September fifteenth. During the peak of the time that people would want to use. Money. Correct. That's You're absolutely correct. Well, that was a part of the original plan. We didn't understand uh, completely the operation that the lifeguards took over. They're in here. They're in here technically until six or six thirty, cleaning up, getting. So if somebody wanted to have a, a party that needs to be prepared an hour before people come, right. you, you, you don't start your party at eight o'clock at night. So you need those things that Sam wants on the beach. So the lifeguards would be out there. Yeah. So, so it sounds like we need another group to decide what they want to do on this one. Yeah. So we're focused on the. Correct. Okay, but I, but so we haven't given up on it. We just don't have any. Yeah, I would say that's what I said. But you're right. It's prime season. I mean, September and October are great. You know, uh, yeah. April and May are, are great. Yeah, but, but, but you're right. Uh, but, and that could also be part of the refinement. Like year one, if it opens up, you know, if there's a way to work out the land cars where it's usable, some parts, then we go always refine it the following year. But it's just a matter if we're going to do it, I would say do it. If not, so be it. But that was the original intent. And and we do have uh, uh, we have to decide over there what what is it what is a resident fee and if it's one resident and fifteen people from Rumson and Long Beach is that a resident event or you know we people love to use this over here mm -hmm. and uh, if you open it up uh, the thought was to develop some kind of program where you're a member. Whichever space would be automatically tied in. It sounds like to me, and I'm not part of the group that's looked at this, the hard aspect of this is the lifeguard use. This okay. building? Yeah, absolutely. If that wasn't the case, the cover, custom cover to cover this is easy. Yeah. yeah. It's a couple hundred dollars, thousand dollars, whatever it is. It is an absolutely gorgeous place, and people would take advantage of it, and we put a program in place like you got here, specific enough that people would know how to use it. Getting around the lifeguard thing sounds problematic. From May 15th to September 15th, or whatever uh, the the schedule is, and that's pretty much it. They start coming in here. They'll start being in here next week. You know, down below yeah. everything. Yeah, without getting too bright, keep bringing us off uh, this one. This one sounds fine. You know, so this is the uh, old hall. But I just think we do. You know, you know, we find it later. Yeah. And so it's mm -hmm. kind of what happens over right here. We come to this point, and it gets kind of lucky. And we want to tell them they're here. So I'd say if we're going to do it, give it a shot. We can go to the final later. 
you know, yeah. if, you, if you have a successful off-season use here, you might be able to roll it into the season. It's just going to be more better coordination. But. Uh, you know, I'd be, I'd be hopeful that this is more meeting-related. People that want to use this, the, uh, the Monmouth County Realtors Association, all of that, where it's just, they're just sitting in here. Yeah, it's perfect. The leadership team sitting here in some meeting, a bunch of people, lunch delivered. $500 gets cleaned up, sounds I like Brian's idea of maybe this summer think about how to start it in the fall, see how it goes, and refine it for next year. That's what we're trying to do with this one, and we can further it with the next one. This this committee was just Chris and I, but I'd welcome <laughs> others to participate in this building operation because that, that becomes a little more cumbersome. But you're right, a canvas kind of uh, <laughs> uh, cover for that. Or a table, like turn it into a table top. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah, build something solid so they could use it as a solid. place to exactly. put yeah, stuff put on stuff, top of it. Right? That's what you do. Yeah. Like a buffet. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> See, that's what we need. We need that's more it. input. There you go. That's all I have on that one. Well, on the rec center, Evelyn and I discussed a little bit today. The pictures that we have in the um, old chambers, right? Uh, how do we make them available to the historical? Right? Do we have an inventory? So we're going to work on that, right? To yeah. make sure we know what we're sharing with them. Mm. Um, but they don't really have wall space. Right, so we need like an option to make those pictures available, but not hung on the wall where they couldn't be viewed. Well, just the thought of turning it in when you walk into the room, we all know what it looks like. Maybe not, but um, if we're, if it is going to be used as a game room, those pictures aren't appropriate for the kids of Seabright, right? right? So we have a historical society at the front that's getting built. So why don't we loan them to the historical society as many as we have? We, you know have that they want and then they can use them. I mean most of the pictures there's not even the glass over the frame. There's paint on the pictures like they're photographs so um, however they'd like to use them and I know they will treat them with the utmost we, care. We, we had a, a gentleman that was part of the and I the Sander what's the Sandless. 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 Uh, he came in, he was an, he's a local architect, and he primarily wanted to use this building to display pictures of Seabright and the local area on a rotating basis. Hmm. And it, it got bogged down in meetings, like our rental fee. And basically it was just some stainless steel, thing, and he, he was volunteering to make all, take the pictures of some of those, make them larger, because he had the capability to do it, and rotate them in the library, in this room, in the hallways and everything, and it just got bogged down. But so you said like in the old library, remember that? Yeah, the paintings in there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah your artists used to be able to bring their stuff in. Actually, I so I can, I can talk to him again and put him in touch with, uh, so you guys could talk to him, but he wanted to purchase the stainless, shelves for lack of a better word they were small they had a little lip on them and and he was just doing these things on fiberboard pictures and he would rotate them on a yeah I'm, I'm i like the idea but i also think some places i've been like when i was in alaska you go in a room and those are being displayed on a screen and we were donated a 50 something inch tv that could do that to make it you don't really support that on that screen in the 
We have well, a, we can do multiple things. And right? we have the, the, the uh, postcard collection that that would be. Well, if you take a step back and you say, where is the highest traffic spot in all of our buildings for residents and visitors to look at? Where is that going to be? If ever completed, to me, it's the historical society. But who, we have no control over that, and I don't know if it's ever going to get completed. I don't. Well, I, I, I think that's a bit again. of a statement, to be honest. A bit of a what? Big, a bit of a statement. I think it's it's being worked on, right? And it's volunteers who are yeah, doing it. So. Yeah, huh? yeah, they thing. are. So I think it will be, and I think if we pull everything together with the rec center opening, I think that building in general given the situation that it's been in, just hasn't been open. Yeah, my, my point was, where's the place that makes the most sense to display historical stuff? It's in the other building, mm -hmm. right? And it'll eventually get there. Now, the room in the back is presently used by HOAs and the, and the seniors. Is it the intent to convert that to a game room? Because if it is, the conversion back and forth is going to be very difficult. What, is, what do you mean conversion back and forth? If you're going to put ping pong, bumper bowl, or whatever oh, it is. If that becomes a game room, then HOAs, who's going to move all of that equipment to put the tables? You're not. Uh, you, you, so that's going to drive them here, which is that your intent? No, I don't. I, we, haven't, we need to talk about it. Yeah. But I think if the, if the purpose of the no, I'm just reacting to yeah. we're building a game room. I understand. So if you're building a game room, where are you putting the people that normally go there? Mm, probably over here. Is that the intent? Well, the other thought is that we still have a lot of paper stored in that building. And that if we didn't have the paper stored, we open up three significant sized rooms that could be utilized. But it needs a lot of thought because we have the paper. And we paid a... John, you were talking about the, the, the rotating thing on a screen. We paid a lot for those postcards, the guy that had the collection. I don't know. Yeah, it was three or four thousand dollars we paid for them. It's spectacular, and they're in boxes. Yeah, to make it available. Huh? If somebody knows what they're doing, they could put it on a, a, a thumb drive and plug it into these. And let it run. And let it run. The, the other thing we talked about is moving the bell. Yeah, we don't know where to put the bell. We don't know where to put the bell, and, but train it's station. a station. thing. It's at the train station, yeah, obviously. Yeah, but that's the neighbors won't like that. That building may need to be no, real smart. Hold the bell. Well, we were talking about, when we first started, started talking about bathrooms, we said, we have bathrooms there. Let's let's uh, make the lobby open. Let, make it bulletproof. Put vinyl on the floor instead of carpeting. But I said you're going to hear that bell every time somebody from Donovan's comes over to go They're going to be ringing that big bell and wreck it or something. But there is no place for that bell. We'll find Maybe it should be up there. We'll find a place for it. Ceiling will probably collapse. What? Ceiling would probably collapse. Yeah, I was going to say, because when you come on fire, I think it's a bomb. I mean, okay. We, I, I really want the rent center to get more attention between now and the end of the year. It's being somewhat utilized, not really publicized, right? Because we're not ready. We don't have a cleanup crew and all of that stuff. But We figure this is a start. Good start. And if we change, we could change it. We could change it monthly yes. if you want. What's uh, all right, just around to the community development block grant. Oh, it's just our annual time to 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 ante up and say we want to participate in the CDBG program yeah. with the county. I think we do. 
we, we don't have any eligible areas. It's a long story. Jack's been involved in it for many, many years. But we lost eligible areas which are based on income. And uh, the CDBG program was, is a HUD program that gives money to the county, and the county administers the program. We've been successful. The Anchorage, uh, the Anchorage uh, bathrooms were CDBG. The elevated platforms were CDBG, or one of them, the, the handicapped one was. We have a couple of projects now that are CDBG eligible, so we just want to re-up. You know, tell them we want to participate. Is that it, Chris? Yeah, it doesn't cost anything. Okay. <laughs> uh, the library program, reserve parking. Uh, Heather and I have spoken about it. I don't know if this new lot solves the problem or doesn't solve the problem. Well, that's the, and since um, Chief Friedman isn't here, I don't know who to, uh, maybe I can just talk to the group. Um, Where'd you guys be involved with this? I just drove out a little bit. So, yes, the library, um, on Mondays, the families who come to the, to the library can use the parking lot. At the, at the school, but the, the feedback from the librarians is that's a little bit far to bring children across the street. And so, is there an opportunity on Mondays during the children's programming to allow for a certain amount of spaces in the beach parking lot for them to be reserved and saved for the families? Because that may, that distance, while grateful and appreciated, may still be a little long for trucking. Maybe. Temp temporary fixing. Temporary fix. Oh, it's a one-year fix, that's for sure. Yeah. So the question is, that's nice, but can you find something right next to the library? They have two, I think, or three spots, but that's all. Yeah, that's really for the library. Yeah. No, no, no. The, um, the ones up there are for people visiting the library. The ones over here are for the library. And it's Mondays. Once a week, Mondays, where maybe the police can rope off with cones, like, and they have a little sign, like, library card or something that they can put in the cars. I Is will tell you, Mondays, on a nice Monday, it's just as busy as a weekend. Because yep. all the Long bartenders and waitresses and those kind of people, are they're off on Mondays, what typically. Would, what is their time? All weekend. Do you know? I guess. I can't remember. I mean, is it... It's like a two. It's like a... I don't have time off the top of my head. I'll look for it. That's okay. I, I was just, if it, I thought it may be 3 o'clock in the afternoon where it may be winding down. So it's the big concern is like losing out to pay parking and just dedicating the space. Dedicating the space is, is the tough part. Enforcement, things like that. It, it's all hand in hand, you know. It was like the the the, the farmer's market. That, that was a chore. It was a lot of logistics. Yeah. yeah. That was so just there, is, there is family story time Mondays from 1015 to 1045, 1115 to 1145, and then there is a Monday afternoon potentially sometimes from 345 to 415. It's just Mondays. But not the, obviously not the whole day. Heather, did you say how many spots are in visual? I mean, they'll take as many as you give them. Yeah, there, there is a good attendance. There is a strong attendance. Mostly everybody's from out of town, so that's yeah, why they, they all try. do jump in. They, they know every town library calendar and they <laughs> go from town to town every day. I mean, it's, it's an interesting thing, right? We have a beautiful library. Beautiful we library. We want to promote children and reading and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It is a Monday. I mean, each spot generates about 1600 bucks a year, right? So I, I wonder if the numbers are right. It, it sounds like a reasonable ask. Yeah, it is on how many spots you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because we want to promote that kind of stuff. Yes. 
You want people coming because then what happens is Seabright starts the Seabright library starts falling off people's regular calendars, and then it's just not included because you just forget about it. It's the kind of thing you want. To so we're going to record it off only for folks. And Libraries. Spartan would be a lie. We would be able to. I don't, you know, but we have to figure out a system. They have to put something in their car. How would yeah. we know if the people in those spots are supposed to be in those spots? Right, so you've got to come in maybe before parking starts. Well, that's too early. It's like Monday. <laughs> Where they come in and they get their pass. Yeah, and they it's put a little it, laminated card like and they put it in their Seabright library. Right, and then they have to bring it back. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're going to have to walk in and get it and walk in. And you know. leave their kids in the car. Plus, go to the zero. We know there are only so many of them. So. We were worried about that at the beginning. You're going to see one eBay. You know? <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Solve our problem and. <laughs> Why don't we uh, meet with Brett and see if there's a there's a way? Yep. And maybe you could get from them what like do they want five? Do yeah. they want ten? I'll I know they'll take whatever they get, but yeah. it's probably a way to let them go in spot eighty, whatever it is, and then mark it on the system that they're at the library. That the library give the list to the police to make the system know it's that. Instead of is there an issue of available spots or you just want spots? Well, we want them to be available when they get there, right? If we have a crazy beach day, like today's going to be 80 something. Well, you are right, Mondays are crazy. We can they are. Influx. Mondays are very busy out there. It's and a nice day. We don't, we don't want to overcomplicate this. If you've got a couple cones that say library parking only, you run upstairs, you get something to put in your window, and, you, and, you, yeah. and that's it. Mm -hmm. And it says library parking only for these four spots. Yeah. Story time library. Yeah. Story time parking only. So would you block it the entire day? No. So how do you know that the people that pull in there when it's not blocked are going to move for the afternoon session? Right. Yeah, you'd have to you block, gotta block it the whole day. For the for the Is that you're saying? For the farmers market, we had to block it. <laughs> I was gonna call out your name as being, you know, if it's just Monday here. though. If it's just Monday, can't they just pay the park? <laughs> no. Like everybody else who comes to see it? And then they have, they have the other spot, right? So if more people come, then they need to go park in the old school lot. They're there for 45 minutes. It's two bucks. I don't know. Everybody else comes to see if to pay. All right. Well, now we make it up for the extra spots that we have. We want to do it. We want to do it. I think I hear that, but how to do it. 2024. Stadium program. We received the funding. We're waiting for the budget to be approved to be authorized to the 2.2 program, and we'll be doing applications starting in July for 23 program for this year, and we'll come back next month with uh, the roads that we're recommending. I get confused with the years. Why did we put 20? It's 2023. It, it is to be done in 2024, but it's happening in 2023. Okay. It's like grants. So uh, we have uh, Dave and, and Greg and Rob are going to, and if any of you have any that you see, please feed it to them that we may, may want to do. Um, are there any significant changes in special conditions? Not by us, but uh, 
a number of our year licensees have special conditions. Uh, you know, like Tommy's had no uh, stuff in the back and things like that early on. There are the, some. The um, beach clubs whose entire premise is um, licensed, licensed, we have a special condition on their um, license that says they can't drink in their parking lots and places that they don't, we don't think they should be drinking. Um, and Tommy's had a bunch of them. And Rory's, Rory's and Woody's yeah. has um, outdoor amplified music. Really, I couldn't hear But Donovan's doesn't have anything. <laughs> uh, Donovan's it's, usually, it's a different. It's a change you can pay for a cheap. So, yeah. Right, so. yeah. We're, we're, it, it, it's generated by you know resident complaints and things like that. I think we've kind of handled it. If there's any other problems you're aware of, please let Chris know. I don't really agree. No, I have not, and the judge has had that for I want to say six years. Six years, and hasn't rendered years. a decision. And uh, and now that Roger's a, a, a municipal court judge, he can't call her every week because she's technically his boss. Your she was already getting old before he was in this whole coin. Is it worth reaching out and just like trying to close this thing out? Is there anything you can do? Well, I we, guess it can. There's really nothing to every what's terrible is Tommy's lawyer passed away. Tommy yeah, passed, passed away. away. I'm the only one in the case still living. Go to church. we had a, a, a we we had a, a, a our noise ordinance was crafted, and Tommy's opposed. Tom, Tommy opposed the noise ordinance and took us to court. Mm -hmm. It nice. was heard by the judge several times. Actually, we had to go to three. Well, do you think can we reach out to their current attorney and see if they can they guys possibly agree to? I mean, we're not spending any money on it. It's over, basically, it's except open, the decision. It's unending, it is open-ended. And they haven't made any modifications from a noise standpoint? No. The, 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 the noise ordinance, if you have a standard noise ordinance, and Rich is the expert, in New Jersey, it has to be state approved. And a noise ordinance is decibel related, and it's for amplified noises. Am I correct? That's right. That's a noise ordinance. And what we passed was a nuisance ordinance. Correct. Um, which is not calibrated by decibels and doesn't have the same requirements. And there's case law allowing for it. Um, the big case with the Parks Millstone. Um, and that's what they challenge. And our ordinance was pretty tailored on the, on the one that um, was under scrutiny, but. To the worst case, if we poke it, they may say our ordinance is so good. Right, and we have to go back to modify it or go to a noise ordinance which is all decibel related but only on amplified the problem with tommy's in the back it had nothing to do with amplification you know voices carrying over there arguing about the mets and giants and things like that at, at midnight it was loud and when you're out there drinking and Guys and girls are yelling and laughing. It we haven't had complaints. We have not. While, and, and so I don't know if it's a whiskey to check on. 
trying to see can we get if this it, thing in there. If you ask the current attorney, whoever's managing, you know, you see if they want to drop it or something like this. I mean, figure out who we haven't we haven't gone after them, and they haven't gone after us. I mean, it's really uh, at this point, it's not uh, it, it's not problematic. And, and Joe, for the next one, you said that basically you're going to make a recommendation to have like a three percent increase as just with the other public. The the police have received their increase. They they receive it as per their collective bargaining agreement. In my recommendation, we've always really given the public employees the same same raise. It's I think it's three percent this year. Chad? Five. No. <laughs> <laughs> the clerk will slip in an advantage. Matches interest rates. Um. And and again, again, it, it follows the, the police bargaining unit. All right. Uh. The, yeah, I mean, that, to me, that sounds reasonable. Um, the, f the fact that it follows is interesting because I normally assume that the police bargaining unit does a little better than typical salaries, but we also are running a very high inflation rate right now. So I think tipping it towards the higher end, 2.5 or 3 versus 2.5 is the right thing to do. And thank you. And the the health benefit increase killed the killed the yeah. killed them. Painful. It was really painful. I'm going to talk a little bit about that in closed session. Um, but the the increase to the employees was significant, more than a three percent increase that they're going to get. It'll help yeah, defer that. Good. And the next one I think is Jack Besser, the BMS equipment thing, or is what? Yeah. It's a funding mechanism. We we did put the money away for that, if you recall, early on. Uh, we put a. Uh, uh, I believe hundred thousand dollars for that and thirty thousand dollars for the old borough hall when we did that when Mike said we can put it in surplus or we can use so we decided to use half of it I believe uh, to offset uh, put it in surplus and half of it which is the hundred and thirty was going to uh, the old uh, municipal building and to the striker medical stuff came in uh, what 68k Something like that, I think, yes. Combination of the two? Yes. Uh, What's 86, maybe. Was for one. I think that was a stretcher. That was a stretcher. What's left on Borough Hall? I mean, the old, the rec center for improvements. Well, a couple things. I, I like a first aid replenishment. There's mm -hmm. one on the wall, but it doesn't have anything in it. Uh, there's two lights by the historical entrance. I have the old ones, but the lids are missing. The, the, those are they're junk. You get them for you know thirty-three we, bucks. Yeah, we um, and we thought we put the old Edison light bulbs in there to make it look. Do we want a, another awning out front? Do we want a, a newer sign? We need a sign. We're looking at sign. Uh, I thought about for your table. Yeah. But right, if we took it, I don't think we're happy. Oh no. Okay. I'll tell you, on the morning thing, I, I think that building looks beautiful. Me too. And I think the work that was done in the corner there looks outstanding. I wouldn't put an awning up because it's just something to deteriorate, get blown in the wind, and maintain. Yeah. I'm just sign, saying, I think we're done to answer your question. Locks, 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 sign, and shutters? Yeah, I think sign's key. Yeah. Sign's key. Sign, I think, is key. 
I would love to, the lots to be something we can control rather than run over there. And if you went to all the doors, some of them you're going to fight with to get mm -hmm. them to open. Mm -hmm. And we should fix that. Um, but those, those. That's the cheap things. Yeah, yeah you're good. Well, the electric locks. Everyone wants a couple more straps on the downstairs. So we get to that. I have to. I just, I wanted to get them fixed yeah, before the wind came. Hey, yeah, Tom, just, like, a, just a question. Do we gear up to use that facility, which I think is fantastic? HVAC, people are going to expect it to be warm and cool. And it, it is heated, and there are air conditioners, and the, the ladies that use it say, I have to turn one off because it gets too cold. So we're operating. Right we're now. operating. There is a maintenance item on the, the one for the uh, the council chambers, but it's working. It just looks like it could be. Repaired. Have we closed? I haven't been in the back room. Have we closed up the wall? I didn't close up the wall, so I need a couple sheets of sheet rockets. Yeah. But are we monitoring it? I have. I'm monitoring it. It's drying. That was the answer. Yep. That crap. That crap. I got two sheets of five eighths in the garage. Insulation. Well, may, if it's open, we may as well monitor for a while. Nobody's uh, yeah, it's a storage room. So we get them papers out of there. Yeah, I want to aim towards doing something in the fall, late fall, after um, each season's over for the community. I'll work on that, but I want programming done, like sign up, shutter, so it actually looks. Yeah. I mean, craft fairs, uh, yeah. farmers, farmers market, market in, in the winter. Absolutely. Lots of ideas. Hey, John, do you truly, I think this is a good thing. The room where we tore the wall, it's open, where the five gallons are. Do you see a benefit of emptying that room? You keep you commenting on the paper, right? Michelle and I went through every single box, and I understand that there are ways of digitizing and stuff like that. She's got a pretty good system on there right now. My question to you is, if we could find another place for it, do you see a real use for that back room? Yes. I think that's where Meeting. You you know your uh, recreational stuff could be and it's big enough storage empty. I I don't I have other ideas of where we could put storage, but it, it's retrieval, right? We don't want to have to yeah. go somewhere to get it. And and I don't sometimes Chris or any of the 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 people over there go over by themselves. I don't want them up in the attic. They were right. yesterday. So so dying. It was a hundred degrees <laughs> up there. Clean. Everything in that room is really Like I know Candace had to go over there this morning and get something for an Oprah request. So yeah, it I, has I, to be. I mean, I spent quite a bit of time going through what they're doing over there, and I'm, I'm satisfied that there's no easy solution to digitize all that stuff and move it away. Agreed. So to me, it's a matter of optimizing where we put it as best as we can. And if freeing up that room is highly valuable, maybe we can find a way to do it by spreading stuff around and moving it somewhere. Yeah. Don't want to make it difficult for the employees to get at it, right? So I do have some ideas. We can talk about it and then figure out who to get by. Okay, thank you. But the overall, the building is in pretty good shape. Yes, all right. Joe, what's the time frame on that bond ordinance? Well, we'll hopefully, Michael have it ready for next next meeting, which is the 16th. Next Tuesday. And then a second reading and uh, public hearing on the. June. It's like June 16th or something. It's one meeting in June, so it's kind of mid-month. So then the, whatever meeting in June, and then it's available. I talked to Dana, Dina, Diana, Diana the other day, and uh, she was fine with the numbers. She just said there's a lead time in getting it is the, the only yeah. problem, not the number. She's good with the number. 
Yeah, but the, we're not the, offending there. No, she she wasn't worried about her price. She would hold the price. Her problem was that you're not going to get it for months after that. The Lucas didn't get right away. Yes. The, uh, the stretcher, no. Again, that's the one that you need. Right? I mean, that's the most beneficial. So thank goodness. So June, she could, we can order it. But I haven't talked to Mike even about the other funding source that we talked about. So who knows? But once I get to Mike, I have to make an appointment with him. Uh, we'll uh, we'll talk about it. Hey, Joe, the next one is your idea, right? The, the municipal. Uh, well, it's, uh, it, 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 Chris and I were talking about it uh, we, during the Airbnb. Uh, we spoke. Uh, we spoke about the the hotel occupancy tax. Uh, we put it on the side burner because we were dealing with the Airbnb tax and and revenue for that. But it the the hotel occupancy tax is paid by any hotel that you have to the state of New Jersey. Uh, if the town enacts it, we get a share of the hotel tax. So it's not burden. It's not more money that our hotels have to pay. Yes. Yeah. Like, it, like, we had a portion of the short-term rental devoted to tax, it would be more than the tax. Yes, unless I'm missing something else, you can downside. I thought it was, no, I thought it was additional tax. The state of New Jersey is. The municipal portion? No, no, no. Okay, so, so to be clear, um, let, me, let me first of all say, this short-term rental thing, Karen is not going to have this block. That thing is running like a low-order machine. We've got registration, we've got money being collected by the state. I'm thrilled with what she's doing there. On the, on the hotel side, just a couple of things. One, I just did a little research on that. The state charge is 6.6%. Municipalities are permitted to collect up to 3%, which is the same that we were on the short-term rental and for the 3%. I just went through a quick calculation. If we did that at that hotel, and I'm not either in favor or against, it would have probably raised, in my opinion, between thirty dollars and $50,000. So it puts it in perspective. Right? But would that would that percentage part of 6.6? No, it's above and beyond. The state restricts the, the combined taxes can't go over 13.6%. So between the state 6.6 .6 and our 3, it would be 9.6. So it means it's doable. But here, here's the only question I would ask. We have one hotel in town, one. If I had a choice, I would drive occupancy to hotels versus short-term rentals. Because short-term rentals live next to our residents. The hotel, not so much. So I don't know whether or not it would have any business impact on the hotel, which, by the way, is starting this year in Ernst, right? It has a small... It's not going to help them. It's not going to help them. No, so, but, but, so what you're saying is conflicting. You're saying... Yeah, I thought, it, I thought it took away this... I, I, I would have to look at it, but I thought it's that. I thought it's an additional... So you, the yeah, municipal tax is an addition to the state. Absolutely. I didn't think so, but... Okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, I just looked yeah. on the state record. Okay. That's, the case, that's the case. I don't know if I want to go down that. It was, it was like a okay, I, I understand. I thought it was uh, different than that. I thought, I, it, I I thought we took a portion of the state revenue. No, the state said it's 6.65, and the state permits municipalities to collect their own, if they want, up to a maximum of 3%. And the combined taxes of everything can't go over 13.6. And this is a fake beach club. Why aren't they listed on the post? Well, then let's do it. <laughs> well, I think that was one of their... <laughs> I'm going to change my vote. <laughs> hey, hey, Joe, I, I, what, what, I, what I just did was a back-of-the-envelope calculation, right? So it's 30, let's pick a number, $40,000. My own personal opinion is the guy just expanded the hotel. Mm -hmm. This will be a tax above and beyond. 
it'll probably get paid by the occupants. It doesn't affect him, assuming it doesn't affect his business. But the question is, will it affect his business? I don't know. And I, I didn't read it like that, so I'm going to... Uh, yeah, he researched. I mean, I would personally... I would, I would We're not in a hurry. We haven't done it before, yeah. but could you take a quick look at that? Sure. But, the, but if it takes into account beach clubs, it's something that should then it's be different. open to. Maybe not the first year. We were talking about the beach clubs that they were listed as hotels. Hmm. We'll get info on that. Just got it down as a note. Um, I, we have an executive session there. Yeah, so we have obviously a, a list of upcoming resolutions you read through, and then aside from that, yeah, this is the end of the public portion. So that being said, we're going to make a motion to enter into what could be a uh, decent executive session. So we'll... All in favor? Aye. All right. I need... I'm Thank you.